For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the latest edition of The Blend. My name is Steve Benz. We are broadcasting live in, yes, downtown Chicago. I've got a great guest here. He's got many, many jobs. Let me just rattle off things that he does. He's a singer, songwriter, producer, musician. He's worked on many TV series and movies. He's a New Yorker gone to Los Angeles, kind of like me from Chicago going to L.A., Let's uh, bring on one of the coolest names. This is a cool rock name, Joey Sykes. Joey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing all right. Now, first of all, Joey Sykes, that is like a killer, killer name for a musician. Well, you know, we were um, back when I was about 17. I was in a band in New York, and I have some really confusing Italian names. And we were in a <laughs> band, and we all kind of made one-syllable names, so... Mine was Sykes. That's funny. Now, how long is the Italian name? Is it like 27 with an I at the end? 27 lovers? It is an I at the end. Uh, it's not that. It's, it's seven letters, but I won't even tell you because it's, it's, it, it, you'll never get it. But um, it's just that's – I went through hell in school, and then when we you know, finally got up to a point when uh, people were going to write my name in print with, with bands and stuff like that, I, I couldn't have that. So <laughs> – a simple name. <laughs> but you could have gone just with the name Joey. But I don't know if that would have worked as well. <laughs> I don't think so. But with that, I'm sure anyone that's Italian is wondering if you can cook. Can we add that to the list of the 27 jobs that you have? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I cook a mean bolognese. Whoa. Now, if anybody knows what that is, see, now we're all right. So, Joey, um, now don't. You've got some really cool, you got a really cool background. First, we're going to talk about your new single in a couple of minutes. But with that, I am great friends with uh, John Waite, the original singer of the band The Babies. Nice. And when I saw that you were tied to The Babies, I was all over saying, no, 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 I've got to talk to Joey because I heard you're doing most of the main writing right now. How did you get involved with The Babies, my friend? Uh, actually, you know, I came on board as a writer. Like, um, they basically were putting a couple of original guys were putting the band back together. Right. Um, Tony Brock and Wally Stocker. And, um, they brought me in to write songs before I was even in any, any live version of the band. They, you know, they, they, they wanted to have one song that was kind of reminiscent of the, the big hits, which mm -hmm. were every, every time I think of you and isn't a time they kind of wanted that kind of you know, just like a singly kind of song. Mm -hmm. So somebody brought me into the camp, and uh, at that point, I wrote that song, and then uh, they kind of, a couple of weeks later, when I got to know them, they said, well, why don't you just join the, the band and play with us live and stuff like that? And then one thing led to another, and a full album uh, was, was done, and I wrote, wrote a bunch of songs on that one. So uh, that's kind of how it happened. Now, my friend John, 
who who followed you guys, he was pro babies and a new version of it. So kudos to you guys for putting out music that the original guy likes. Well, I I think that uh, what you know, what, first of all, when I knew I was going to be writing for the babies, I, I, I you know was such a big fan mm-hmm. that I knew I knew the sensibility of the band. You know, so you know it wasn't like I was writing anything that was just like a Joey Sykes solo. Right. Project. You know, I, I kind of right. knew what they liked and I, I knew they came up from like, you know, bad company and free and humble pie and all, all that, that kind of mentality. So that's kind of what I stuck to like the early babies. Well, know. it fits, it fits perfectly. And writing for the new John, I should say the old John and the new John. How was that? I mean, you meet, you meet the new vocalist. So were you writing for him or were you just generally writing music for the band? I wanted to write baby songs. Whatever was going to happen, after that, as far as the production, as far as mm-hmm. you know, what what John, new John Basaha would yep. would sing. I mean, that's you know, I had nothing to you know. He's gonna he's gonna make it his own yep. while yep. still honoring the, you know. I mean, let's let's face it. John Wait is, I mean, for a lot of people, but it's, it's certainly for me is probably one of my top three singers of all time. So, I mean, to follow that, mm-hmm. even John Basaha knows it, you know, but John, John Basaha is a great singer in his own right. And, yep. and uh, you know, for him to follow that is really, really hard. So uh, my, my um, attempt was just to write really good songs, hopefully mm-hmm. that honor the style of, of the babies, you know, you know, early and a little later, right. because I love like union jacks and, yep. Yep. and, on the edge stuff like that i love those records too but the sentiment of the early stuff was more like um more raw more rock and roll raw like that's like a lot of those 70s bands you know yeah i had basaha on uh, the show a couple of times when you guys uh, released that that album and and i could understand him being nervous because you've got those true babies fans that have been years since they put out music but i like what you guys are doing i like where you're heading so thumbs up for all of that Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is um, is there pressure? Is there real pressure to just to write songs, just generally speaking? Well, I love writing songs. That's probably out of out of anything that I do that you, you rattled off, including cooking. Mm-hmm. I would say that <laughs> <laughs> I would say that songwriting ah. is what I'm into most. So let's put it that way. So as far as pressure, not really. I mean, you know, I, I spend a lot of time on my lyrics and mm-hmm. try to make them clever, but still relatable and cool. And I'm a guitar player by trade, so you know, I have a lot of those kind of riffs in me and stuff like that. So I'm excited to write. I mean, that's that's kind of honestly what made me really kind of join the version of the band and be mm-hmm. like a kind of a full member is, is the fact that I was going to have a little bit of of a creative interest in in, in the project. If it was just like come in and play guitar, right. I mean, you know, of course I probably would have done it, you know, you know, but but it made it very much more enticing mm-hmm. to be part of the creative for sure. Right, I'd, I'd agree with that. Now, now you're all in with all that. Now, when you write your solo stuff, uh, I got to talk about one of your solo songs in a, in a minute that really got me, got me when I heard that. I knew of you from ten years ago, but it was something from a couple years back that just got me. That put you on the map for me. When you're writing your solo stuff and just writing music itself, like when I'm on air and I have an interview, uh, I'm I'm seeking a rhythm. Even with you, I'm I'm looking for a rhythm. 
Is that how you write songs? Is it lyrics? Is it, it riffs that you just talked about? And then you're just matching them up? Well, I love lyrics. That's really, I, I pride myself in just really trying to search for some lyrics that haven't been done a million times. And, mm-hmm. you know, I try to find a little angle of a story or, or, or a line or a title that, that's kind of, you know, cool. I, I like, you know, wordplay and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I really like to kind of steer the story um, kind of like, like a Nashville writer would do. Right. You know, I, I actually go to Nashville a lot, and um, it actually has made me a better lyricist. You know, I've been going there for the last, like, 10, 15 years. And uh, that's what I like to do, you know. As far as the guitar riffs and stuff like that, I mean, that, that comes so natural to me. You know, you could put a guitar in my hand and I'll have a song, mm. you know, whether it's going to be a good one or, or not, or, or, you know, but I, I could riff have a, a, a thousand riffs that, mm-hmm. that are cool so i could always kind of do that it's the lyrics that are the hard part to really write that that clean kind of story that says something that a lot of people can feel you know that's the hard part mm-hmm. now you brought up nashville i actually wrote that down just before i called you about nashville because i kind of to me i have enough friends that are out in nashville and are performers and stuff that's what i thought and then i then when i saw new york and california i went wait a second, why am I thinking Nashville with this guy? Now it makes sense to me. Well, I have a lot of friends. I'm from New York. I grew up in Long Island, New York. Um, I live in California for the last 15 years and spent a lot of time here. And I spend a lot of time in Nashville. I have a lot of friends and mm. and, and co-writers there. So between those three, I, I kind of can be in either place and, and, and make it happen. You know, but sure. I, I kind of love California, just the, the the energy of it, and obviously the weather and stuff like that. So you, you can't go wrong there, right? Yeah, yeah. All of us that you know, if we if you live east of the Mississippi, we all want to go to California, and then everyone wants wants to go to New York. Not sure why, but it just kind of <laughs> works out that way. Not for everybody. Yes. Yeah. No. No. And it's difficult. Me being a Chicagoan, you being a New Yorker, to be in Los Angeles and California. Most can't take it. Most can't. You you got to have some uh, some tough skin to be out in Los Angeles or to coast either side, in my mind, anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So you came to me, or at least in my head, as I was kind of like doing a little bit of research and going through my catalog of music that I have. And Now, you've been doing your your, your first solo project was 2009, somewhere around there, all right? Uh, I've done stuff before that. Uh, okay. Um, I would say that my first kind of big thing was 96, which was oh, okay. a band, band called Coward on Electra Records. Right, Coward, okay. Yeah, Coward. So that was the big one. That was like where like I got the big record deal and the uh, big publishing deal. And uh, the, the the guy who produced the record was Jerry Finn, who produced Green Day and Blink-182. He was like the hot producer in the, in the, in the mid-90s. Mm. So we had him and... Uh, then we toured a lot with like Third Eye Blind. They were on the same label as us, so we toured with them a lot. And then after that, I went to California to play with uh, Tommy Hendrickson. He had a deal on Capitol, and he, he plays guitar in Hollywood Vampires yep. and Alice Cooper right now. Yep. But, and he's yep. still a good friend of mine. Um, so that was after Coward was Tommy, and then Tom, after Tommy was Meredith Brooks. She had that song. Um, oh, yeah, Bitch. We all know that one, so... Yep. So I played guitar for her. So those are the three things back to back to back, right? In wow. the uh, you know wow. mid 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 nineties to the late nineties, right up to the two thousand. 
and then um, then I just spent early 2000s for a while just really writing all tons. Mm. I mean, I've mm. always written a lot, but that was my time when I was just kind of spending five or six years just writing like for TV and film and some other artists and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, you could have been a rapper in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, you still got a little, still got a lot of New York accent in you. You could, you know, you could have been in the Beastie Boys, maybe. Can you rap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one genre that never really spoke to me, right? Unfortunately. But hey, it is what it is. So, which talks to you? Is it rock? Is it kind of country? Because the song I'm going to bring up that got me has got a little country to it. it does I'm it a, matter to you, or or is it just kind of they all blur? The lines are blurred. I, I'm a big um, Beatle fan oh, freak okay. you know Beatles yeah. and the Who and yeah. Badfinger I love that kind of style as far as like just melodies and 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 the way the use of guitar and stuff like that you know I, I don't really go too heavy if I had to go heavy it would be like um early Aerosmith Ooh, um, nice. Bad Company yep. uh, Deep Purple maybe yeah. stuff like that so I, I don't really go heavy heavy like like any any of the i'm not going to put up bring up names but nothing really metal or anything like that no maybe aerosmith get your wings is my favorite vinyl i could play that all day that's (sighs) it rocks get your wings and rocks those those are like you know absolutely not that not that we're saying how old we are but those two vinyls i could play those all day long i just wore those out yeah out. My mom had all the great records, and and so I just would play her records and 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 just be a fan from such an early age, you know. So she kind of was my, yeah, uh, you know, my for my reason for getting into that kind of music. Is that how you started to be a musician? Was it something that your mom did? Well, she didn't do it, but um, you know, when I was about eight, eight or nine years old, my mm-hmm. father just kind of, I, I guess, he started me on guitar lessons to kill time. <laughs> initially because i didn't want to do it i wanted to play baseball and play with my friends you know, and there i was taking guitar lessons and and i didn't really you know reluctantly you know and then it started to kick in mm-hmm. you know like like in the beginning you feel like this sucks and i'm never going to be able to do this and then if you put the time in maybe three or four years later it starts to kick in and then you can play you know zeppelin and Aerosmith. Yeah. right <laughs> and then you go wow it's pretty cool and then that, you know, led up to my me playing bars by the time I was like 15. Wow. I know, it's crazy. See, I did something similar with uh, uh, piano in the house. But I wonder if our parents look back and they just didn't want to tell us, you know what, Steve or Joey, you, Joey, you suck at baseball. Steve, you suck at being a piano player. So go find something else. I don't know, man. I was good at baseball. So I, <laughs> I, I, I was, it was seriously going to be, something I pursued, you know, like, but then, then graduation came up and I really had, you know, I was already in pretty successful bar bands in right. Island. And then I said, you know what? I got to make a choice. I can't be so scattered. And no, uh, so you can't, you can't, music. Hey, you made the right choice, right? All these years later. I love it. And I still love it for some, as, as bad as the industry is sometimes, I still yep. love writing a good song and go, going into my studio and recording it and, putting vocals down and singing harmonies with myself and Mm. you know i I still dig the process now before we talk about your newest single under these uh world scenario and circumstances the song that got me 
that really made me focus on you was a song called He Never Cried. I knew that was it. Okay. You know, it, it, it's funny. That song, it doesn't have any drums. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of a departure from a lot of my recordings. Yeah. And um, it's just one of those songs that I think a lot of people feel because I think a lot of people's fathers are like that. Yep. You know, where sure. they, they never said, I love you. They never cried. And it doesn't mean that they didn't love you. It just means that's how they were or that's how they thought they need to be. And that song speaks to so many people. I'm really trying, you know, I've not, I mean, I don't know where to go, but I wish someone like Tim McGraw or someone like that kind of heard it and and, and did it. I think it could be a big country hit for somebody. I would absolutely agree with that. Uh, Because I just heard, because my old man's like that. He grew up a farmer, you know. As, as I joke, I didn't know my dad could talk till I was like 22 or 23. He started talking one day. I'm like, what? You talk? Really? Seriously? Well, so. I don't know your father, but I mean, he probably lo- you know, loves you and would do anything for oh, you. Yeah. But that's just one side. The other side is that he, you know, maybe was it a macho thing or, whether, or maybe he just didn't think it was uh, something you should see. Or, yeah. you know, I guess saying I love you is probably awkward. I don't have kids, so... But um, it's, it might be a little awkward. And then if you don't do it in the beginning, then it becomes mm. awkward. It's like, you know, it's a scenario that's pretty common probably. You yeah. know what I mean? That's probably why the song um, speaks to a lot of people. Yeah, it's probably why, you know, I've got kids and I, I'll tell them I love them all the time. Just the opposite of what my dad is. See, I grew up with a uh, group of seven. So I don't think my dad had a chance to talk, you know, with my mom. <laughs> there you go. Right. What about you? Did you grow up in a big family? No, just one brother. You know, then, you know, my my parents got divorced when I was like four. You know, know, it is what it is. It kind of decides who you are, you know, gives you the base of who you are. Is that how you wrote that song, You Never Cried? Was that that about your dad or or someone else? Yeah, it's loosely about that, you know, Hmm. not every single line or word is, is, uh, is accurate, but I would say... 85, 90% of that song is, is, is a retrospective of, of, of my life, the way I grew up. Let's would put you, it that way. Would you say that we're a reflection of our parents overall? Would you agree with that? Oh, I mean, it's probably different. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my father, I, I, I know the few qualities I took from him, but um, a lot of them I didn't and, sure. you know, made my own, my, made my own way. I mean, you know, I was, I was lucky with music, you know, I, I was able to be around so many diverse people and scenarios and, and, and then going on the road at a really young age was, you know, just something that helped me grow mm-hmm. and, and, and not have any, you know, not have any, um, preconceived, mm-hmm. you know, a- anything was cool. You know what I mean? It's like sure. I'm, I I could see anything and be like, oh, all right, there's good in that or bad in that, and you know. So I was I was lucky that way. Is that how you came up with this new single? Let's get through this. Kind of what you've done in the past and how you view the world. Is that how this song came about? You know, let's get through this. Was funny. Like I I, I had that chorus for about two years. Just to let's get this you know and i just yeah. i had to it's even like on a guitar which is not really on the recording but and that's that's all i had i had that part and i was like oh, I, I don't know what's going to inspire me to finish this song but it's really catchy and really hooky and then when this started happening like two months ago um then i just said that's it and i gotta finish that song and then it just took a life on its own like the lyric i just really tailor to what's going on right now and I specifically wanted to make it a little bit 
uplifting. I didn't want it to be like depressing and too 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 wordy. You know, I just want it to be, you know, you put it on and you feel okay for a second, and it's optimistic. And it's easy to sing along to, which is great. That's a great hook. That's the best part of it. Yeah, thank so, you. Now, did you like did you record everything at home, or, or do you have access to get out at all where you are? That one, um, I normally do record all my own stuff. I have a recording studio, mm-hmm. but I kind of wanted to step out of myself for that one. I wanted it to be more of a pop. Like I, I, I kind of envisioned it being on all kinds of radio, mm-hmm. adult contemporary, pop, you know. And um, I, I have a, a friend who's really good at that, and he's a drummer, and um, he's, he's really good at kind of making stuff sound current and like it should be on the radio. And so I kind of gave that one to him to uh, put together. So together uh, with him and myself coming from my studio, we made that happen. So that that's how that went down. That is fantastic. Joey, I want to thank you for being on the show. The next time you come on, I want you to play live for us. Could you do that? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I got I, I got to figure I still haven't figured out how to make it sound good like when I'm just playing through a phone or through a feed or Skype or anything like that. But, you know, I'm I'm really a perfectionist, so I could just bust something out, but w- w- <laughs> yeah, I would love to. That would be great. Now, if you saw some of the uh the the TV shows over the weekend and none of those performers sounded really good you know some of them were well over way overproduced but the ones that were real that's what we want we just want to hear you grab your axe and just play you got it here we go Joey Sykes the brand new song let's get through you're listening to the blend for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.